0: The year is 1998, and the World Wrestling Federation's strangest character is back in action. The deranged and unstable Mankind made his WWF debut in 1996, and he immediately made an impact by tormenting arguably the most intimidating figure in all of professional wrestling, The Undertaker. Fans were used to seeing the dead man hold a psychological edge over all of his opponents, even the giants. But in mankind, the Undertaker met a foe who seemed utterly disturbed, fearing nothing and even delighting in his own suffering. Nevertheless, the Undertaker ultimately prevailed. And with the feud apparently dead and buried, something shifted in the mind of McFoley. The man living underneath that dingy, leather, mankind mask. And thus, WWF fans were finally introduced to Foley's other faces, Dude Love and Cactus Jack. While Dude Love was Foley's teenaged fantasy of what he could be as a pro wrestling star, Cactus Jack was Foley at his most violent and sadistic. Over the next year, Cactus feuded with Triple H and won Tag Team Gold alongside Terry Funk. But after Dude Love failed to capture the WWF title from Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was fired by Vince McMahon, opening the door for mankind to once again step out of the darkness and into the spotlight. Now wearing a ratty, short-sleeved dress shirt and tie, Mankind went right back to what he knew best. Fighting the Undertaker. And so on June 28th, at the King of the Ring, in Pittsburgh's Civic Arena, Mankind will step into the most imposing structure ever seen in the WWF. Hell in a Cell. Last October, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels set the bar very high in the promotion's bloody inaugural cell match. But with Foley's reputation preceding him, the terrifying prospect of mankind somehow topping that effort is anxiety-inducing, to say the least. Not that that'll keep us from watching. It's a rivalry rekindled, a paragon of toughness, and perhaps the most famous wrestling match of all time. Today on... (laughs)
1: Spicy bite of pizza. We just had future pizza. Because you're gonna hear about the pizza in two weeks. Future pizza. Future pizza. A spicy future pizza. Yeah. Mike, I want to warn you in the future you'll be eating a slice of pizza that's too spicy. And also This is your future self.
0: <laughs> in the future. Um you're going to be the only thing that stops. The extinction of the human race via a
1: colossal assault by our robot overlords. <laughs> wow! It's you though. But first, we gotta figure out this pizza situation. Hey, uh, uh, my name is Bo, and my name is Mike, and you're listening to Topesuicida. It's what's wrest. What's wrestling? It is what it is. What wrestling can be? It. <laughs> Is what wrestling can be welcome to the show. Uh yeah, we're going to the holidays and this this is probably gonna be our first I mean our last show of the year with a guest. Ho ho ho. So yeah, this will be the last show we tell you about the cool news and we choose a wrestler and our shit house thing, but we still got a few more episodes. It'll be fun for the rest of the year, but we have Taylor coming up. Everybody, Taylor.
0: That's right. Yeah, I've known Taylor for like twenty years. He's been a good friend of mine. Um never been a big wrestling fan himself yeah. but by uh proxy he sort of has gained um a peripheral knowledge of the business right just because i've liked it so much and we've been friends for so long
1: yeah yeah man i've i've no friends like that that have i will talk to them about wrestling but nothing mm. no one ever they're just like shut up please don't tell me about this anymore Wow. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And yours was like, yeah, I'll come out.
0: Yeah, I he think. was like, I'll get on the show.
1: I'll give a show. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah. You know why? Why? Because he's an old podcasting pro.
1: Oh. He's a pro. Yeah. Podcasting yeah. brute Podcasting brood. <laughs> Y'all, we just watched a two and a half hour pay-per-view that we did not care for. No, we weren't super it wasn't it just wasn't very fun but let's not talk about it we're gonna talk about the results probably oh, but we are, we are gonna talk about it. we do have wrestling like what happened like what was going on in the last week since we last talked to you
0: that's right and we're making it a formal segment this week yeah
1: and mike has that
0: shit and this is the first week in which it is a real live segment and it's called off the top rope <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get into it here. I'm just going to throw some rapid fire.
1: Rapid fire, and I'm going to respond, because the only thing I watch is AEW.
0: Perfect. Great. Uh, Ready. That's great. Excellent preparation for our wrestling podcast. Listen, NXT
1: is very long these days.
0: It's the same length that it has always been.
1: It's an hour extra long. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All
0: right, it's one hour longer than it used to be. Come on. Uh, I'm gonna use my journalism degree okay. to try and fluster you here. Bamboo. Is this a new you. segment
1: to bamboozle Bow?
0: Bamboozle Bow. Oh, maybe that's what we should call it. From no, that'll bro- be something different. That'll be something okay. different. I'll Great. have you close your eyes and smell something. Okay. Or
1: eat a eat a black licorice.
0: Eat a black or stick your hand in a bowl full of peeled grapes or something. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Off the Dome. First up, NXT. Finn Balor defeats Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa to earn an NXT title shot against Adam Cole next week. Your thoughts? Wait, what? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been (laughs) bamboozle Bo. Um, I wish it would have been a longer segment. Is Keith Lee fighting?
1: Keith Lee. He lost?
0: Fought Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. Right. For a shot at the belt. Right. He lost. Finn Balor won. That's fine. Okay, there it is. It's fine. So, yeah, because
1: I would like Keith Lee to fight.
0: He did fight, but he's not going to fight Bebe. I for the title. He's not going to fight Bebe
1: next week. Bullshit. He'll get there. He'll get there. It's Finn
0: Balor. He will get there. Angel Garza defeats Leo Rush in a memorable bout to win that beautiful purple belt. I heard about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did he, did Angel Garza have cool tights like his small tights to match? Yeah. In? That'd be cool. Yeah,
0: and actually they played a critical role in the outcome of that match. Really? Oh, it
1: was very interesting. I will watch it, it so don't tell you me should. what happened, but De- cool.
0: Dakota Kai All right. defeats Mia Yim and uh I have here in the in the in my notes Folding Table defeats Dakota Kai. Really? Because that match uh ended. Well, actually the match didn't end, uh, with the spot, but um after Dakota Kai kinda got a uh Less than honest victory over Mia Yim in a mm-hmm. match that I would say was not something you need to go out of your way to I see. I don't like Mia Yim. Me either. Not a big fan of I her mean,
1: wrestling. She, yeah, we don't like Mia Yim's wrestling. Oh, yeah, she's fine. She's, yeah. I've never met her. She's probably a great person. She's probably but great, but her wrestling is tough. I don't like me. her wrestling or her, her gimmick. Her, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway,
0: that... Uh, uh, oh, match she Well, no. Dakota Kai won.
1: Okay. Um, but with heel maneuvers. Got
0: it. Heel maneuvers. And then they did this spot where Mia was going to suplex Dakota Kai mm-hmm. off of a high thing through a couple of folding tables. So she did a back suplex. And um, it reminded me of that time where uh, Spike Dudley was wrestling on Monday Night Raw. And it was like 2002. And uh, he... Uh, it was like Rene Dupree and Rob Conway, I think. And they lifted him up and threw him all the way outside the ring. No, oh, no. And instead of la- but instead of landing on the table, the only thing that hit the table was the back of his head. God. Ow. Um, some version of that kind of happened to Dakota Kai on, on the second table. Well, of I haven't read of set. any
1: injury reports, so I think she came out okay. Which is good because I really like Dakota Kai and especially heel Dakota Kai.
0: Yeah, very very cool new look. Yeah, pretty good guy. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Caden Carter, who was a, a competitor in the May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. Not someone who has knocked my socks off, but you know how I feel about Bianca Belair. Love I think her. that she's about the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Um It was good to see her get a win here, and I would like to see her get some more. And frankly. To have a belt, a gold belt around
1: her waist. Yeah. I think she'd do a lot with some extra large, large, large jewelry that is the championship belt. I think she will look fabulous with that belt. Where the fuck? Oh, he's injured. Velveteen Dream. Right. Because I'm thinking he looked fantastic when he had his big old bright gold belt. Yeah, dude. It's an accessory to add to his overall look. But he's, he's injured, so I haven't seen him in a while, which is a shame.
0: It is. It's a bummer not having Dream on TV. I think that definitely, yeah. that hurts. I, feel I think it.
1: it's what happened to Bianca, too. She was kind of blown up and then she got injured. Yeah. And now she's on the rise again. I feel, anyway.
0: I hope so. I hope they push her because uh, I'm finding NXT, for the most part, to be not must-watch TV. Uh, for the for most of the show. The opening segment, you should watch. Yeah. The main event, you should mm-hmm. watch. Everything in between, there might be a good match in there, here, and there, but but by and large, is not something that I feel like, oh, I'm compelled to watch every segment the way that I am dynamite.
1: Has the added hour hurt the show? I mean, I have to think yes. I agree.
0: I mean, I think injuries and stuff have also yeah. hurt the show, but yeah going to two hours you got another obviously twice as much time to mm-hmm. fill and um i just i am it doesn't feel as important i guess
1: yeah here's how i feel about it. it's like i think the extra hour has hurt it i think being live has also hurt it um because i think the way they would storytelling wise how they would have everything organized yeah even the dark matches were played off as if they did happen the next week or whatever for pay-per-view dark matches. I was just really intricate and complex how they did that. But because it's live, they can't do that anymore. Um, and also, because it's becoming its own brand brand to compete with AEW, it's lost that factor of what made NXT so cool in that it was a revolving door of new talent. New talent would show up every six months. We'd have a new batch of people to watch. Mm-hmm. The cool main event people that we love, the indie stars we love, when we on to Raw, usually they would flounder at Raw, which sucks for them. But for us watching NXT, you get a new fresh set of headliners, a mm. new fresh set of mid-card, a new fresh set of starting outs. Yeah. And now that, Champa has said publicly that he will quit if he goes to Raw. Mm. Like two weeks ago, he said that. Or if he gets goes to Raw go or SmackDown because he loves NXT, he wants to be there. And I love him there. But if he's there, who else can become the main event star? No one because he's already there. Yeah. He's not going to move on. So, yeah, um, so it's, it's fair. kind of a in, a, in a way. It's kind of like a monkey's paw, like an old. Triple H is like, I have a wish to make, and the monkey's like, "Okay, make this wish, Mister Hunter." What the fuck? Are he you made ta- the wish. He's what like, are he are "You will get recognition about? for you for this, but he now you're cursed monkeys, for the next hour." What does that even mean? It, it's a you make a wish on the monkey's paw. One of the fingers goes down, but the wish you get. What is this from? It's like, it, I don't know where it's from. but Simpsons, Are you talking about a Zoltar machine? Sort of. Simpsons did a wonderful first Treehouse of Horrors, maybe the second, where Bart keeps making, or Homer keeps making wishes on the monkey's paw. and oh, monkey Boss grants okay. the wish, but okay. it's not what you, it's not the outcome you okay. wanted. Okay. Got it. Treehouse of Horror. We got it. <laughs> We're there. We're All right, moving about. on to AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. I Tell- watched it. Yeah,
0: so just give me your... We don't have to go through bill blow-by-blow here. We'll, we'll, we'll give me your thoughts on the entire episode.
1: I really liked it. I don't remember much. Give me some matches.
0: What'd you think of Joey Janela tying up Tully Blanchard? <laughs> stupid. I thought it now was No, it looked cool stupid. until Tully
1: stood up. <laughs> it's just this shitty rope around his waist that just slid Damn. down to his feet. Uh, I like the idea of Joey being, uh, you know, a little dastardly. He, he, I guess the heel... I don't know. Foil the Dashley foil to to the the chairman, um, but the tying up of Tully looked stupid. If it looked cooler, it might be fine, but it looked dumb. Yeah. So it cost uh, Sean
0: Spears and Kip Sabian their tag team match against right. uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, um, and it also continued this feud um, that Joey Janelle is having with Sean Spears. So the idea I think was good. The execution was very silly. <laughs> It was very silly. Like <laughs> at the little touches of of Spears coming out and being like, "Where's Tully? Tully normally takes my hood, yeah. my stupid hood off." I guess I have to take my stupid hood off tonight. Okay. And That's then, what is so
1: my, stupid I have I, to touch
0: it. And I was I was I was like, "Oh, where's Tully? Maybe he's sick tonight or something, right?" Yeah. I did not expect him to show up like kidnapped by Joey Janela. <laughs> also, what I want to know is that when Joey Janela was like trying to kidnap Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Tully just beat the shit out of him?
1: Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a scary individual, Mister Blanchard.
0: Um, we but, also yeah. had uh, Chris Jericho offer John Moxley a slot. Yeah, in the inner circle.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: No way he takes that, right? No way. No way. Uh, we had the Butcher and the Blade defeat Cody and Q T Marshall. I like this match. But at the end of the match, we had Darby Allen come down to the ring and help Cody up. After Cody said, uh, "No one," he felt like no one kind of had his back.
1: That everyone who I miss, normally I missed that. What was I doing?
0: Huh. I don't know.
1: I missed Darby Allen completely. I liked the match, the Cody match with yeah. with uh, what's his name, the Apple guy, the, the executive guy, QT, QT, yeah. And the, the Butcher and Blade. The first time I've seen them wrestle, and I really enjoyed that. they're, they're I, I liked them. Yeah, I, I'm I bummed out I missed Darby though. Mm. He didn't do much. He just. Came out of the ring, helped Cody up. It must have been a thing like, oh, the match is over. I'm just going to leave it playing and go use the restroom. But it does look like we
0: might get Cody and Darby teaming go against the Butcher and the Blade, which would be fun. Fun. Cool. Yeah, Your little redemption story and the win. MJF accepted Cody's challenge, Mm -hmm. uh, but he was not going to reveal the stipulations this week. Um, MJF's
1: whole promo was great. Yeah, you know what else was great? Hmm.
0: That Wardlow. He's just like, sta- just stuffed into that dress shirt.
1: Yeah. He just stuffed in like a like a packaged sausage, like a sausage busting that's about out, to of his burst out of that
0: casing. <laughs> um one thing I will say that I'm I feel critical about um with MJF mm-hmm. is that it was confirmed that he was going to be in the inner circle. They had that bit with Jericho. Where he's like, "Do you yeah. want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle?" Yeah. Um and it seems like we MJF has been very separate from the inner circle since then.
1: I don't feel like he ever officially said he wanted to do it.
0: They hugged. They hugged it out. And it that seemed like they were anything. like we were like, of course we're together. There
1: was no handshake.
0: Wow. I Gentleman's really I thought handshake. MJF was like full on in the I inner don't circle. Think so. I think he's going his own way. Weird. Yeah. That that was a weird then that was a weird I don't
1: I've, I've never thought he's been inner circle. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought there was no you other way. You read some
1: body language somewhere that happened that, like,
0: the MJF and Co- and Jericho were both like, "Ah, you suckers!" Like, you thought there was ever any doubt. We're hugging it out. Like, clearly, yeah, I'm in the inner circle. He's not. He's in the inner circle. I don't think so. That's a new bit. Is he? <laughs> is he in the inner circle? Um, speaking of weird bits, we have the Dark Order with another weird TV spot.
1: I feel like it's the same TV spot over
0: and over, over and over again. There's, and I th- feel like there's two of them. The thing that I would love to have happen instead of what they're doing is instead of having the announce team throw to it, yeah, be like, "Oh, we've got another special message from it's the happened. Dark Order." Just have the broadcast cut out. Yeah. Be like, we can't stop this from happening. We don't know why this keeps happening. Mm -hmm. Some shit is going on.
1: Fucking evil Uno getting in the production truck. Production?
0: Cut to our video package now.
1: (laughs) I need them to see the cold pack. Do it
0: now.
1: (laughs) I need them to see us beat up the one guy that does not want, he just wanted friends. (laughs) (laughs) Big
0: Swole defeats Emi Sakura. Uh, who I believe was ranked number three or something yeah. in women's rankings. So Big Swole looks like she's gonna get her crack uh at earning uh though a shot at the, the belt.
1: rankings. No, she's she's number five, six actually. Uh-huh. The ranks so they release rankings every Friday, and even though she won against Sakura, Sakura is still five. Mm-hmm. but she has a better rating than Sakura, but she's still five for some reason. That was always so, tough. Yeah.
0: That's always tough doing rank. I remember when we, we would do MMA rankings when I was coming mm-hmm. MMA. It was always tough to rank people in a division because someone would undoubtedly and invariably have a victory over someone else, mm-hmm. but they would have lost their last two fights or something, yeah. you know, and that other guy or that other gal would have been surging and like, I'll be on a win streak or something.
1: Yeah, one and two right now in the women's division because it was, what's her name, the red tights Japanese, oh, um, with the kendo stick. She comes. Over. I forget her name, but she was one. But I guess there's a dark match coming up that we're gonna see on Tuesday. Yeah, Brie. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting everyone's name. What's her name Britt Baker. Britt Baker. She's number one now, and the woman that I forget her name that has like the the facial paint it's like looks like cat whiskers almost
0: The blonde chick chris statlander
1: yes she's number two right there so they must have had a dark match they must have been on dark it's coming tuesday yeah then won their matches that have put them up which is interesting because like now we kind of know how the dark dark's gonna go on thursday
0: well and speaking of chris statlander yeah we had brandy cut a very cool promo where she was targeting mm-hmm. Chris uh, as someone she wanted to see join their inner circle. Her nightmare collective. <laughs> yeah, her inner circle. Yeah.
1: All right, what's up next? Um,
0: I like Big Swole a lot. We had uh, the Table Mania Okay, uh, main event match. Okay. Which was not my favorite, okay. but it was, I mean, it was exciting. The match is enjoyable,
1: fun. but the somersault flips off of the apron into tables by Santana and I think Matt Jackson were dumb. Crazy. Because there was no momentum on it. It was like, let's do a flip into the table, and then yeah, it breaks but... by like breathing on it. Yeah. It's collapsed. Yeah, But a also, good match otherwise. Yeah, we
0: also had Luchasaurus defeat Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, mm-hmm. which sets up Jungle Boy challenging Chris Jericho
1: for the belt next week and this is what i was saying to you on slack is that like every single opponent chris jericho fights he makes it the most important match mm-hmm. like when he was going up against darby yeah him and darby the most him and jungle boy now is the most important thing yep and he's just he's so good and i like this match that he just has to last 10 minutes Yes, I love that stipulation love too because it's like, well, he
0: weighs half of what Jericho weighs, right? Yeah.
1: He's not going to beat him clearly. And he could just—I bet a lot of it—he's going to be just an, avoiding his confrontation. It's going to run around doing a drop kick here, drop kick there, but avoiding Jericho most of the time and run that ten minutes out. I don't know because that fight still because that's a heel
0: move. That's true. I, I feel that's
1: like Jungle Boy Jack um, is is
0: not going to wrestle that way. I feel like, and that will be his downfall. That's how he should wrestle. Yeah. Um, but I think he's gonna want to win clean. Yeah. And so that'll cost him. Uh, we also saw NWA uh air their first pay per view into the fire. We just paid twenty five dollars for it. <laughs> we just watched it,
1: and boy do we regret that. Yeah. It's not like it was bad, it just wasn't good worth money. No. That's hard to say, but really I mean the I shows are free films. on YouTube. Yeah. And this felt like two of those episodes. The set didn't change. They got rain music. They came out from the top of the raft, not the raft the top of the stands, yeah. instead of the the floor. That was cool. Was it twenty four dollars? Cool. No. And then the matches were just mediocre, Pretty pedestrian. I liked stuff, two of them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Well, you'll read the matches again. I'll tell you if I liked it or not. Because I don't... Okay,
0: sure. Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson. I don't care. Question mark defeats Trevor Murdoch.
1: Best match of the night. No, I I don't really that care, but I love the question mark.
0: Rock and Roll Express defeats the wild card to retain the belts. Pretty cool. They should have lost. Allison Kay and ODB defeat Molina and Marty Bell. It's a waste of time. Aaron Stevens defeats Colt Cabana and Ricky Starks via treachery.
1: Biggest surprise of the night. Best match of the night.
0: Agree, agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Aldis defeats James Storm, two falls to
1: one in the main event for the 10 pounds of gold. How it should have come out, but it was, it was, it was, the momentum was weird in this match because I was at a fever pitch during that second fall. When he got that, because I thought that was the end of the match. But no, there's another fall now. No,
0: you were really upset for the first I was upset,
1: but at the second fall when Aldis pinned, I thought that was the end of the match. Oh. I was like, this match rolled, probably because I was tired of this pay-per-view. Uh uh-huh. But I did like the match overall, but it had the second biggest exciting moment, which is Marty Skrull coming out, apparently signed in a BOA, which is kind of a bummer for me, because I want to see him uh, in the Elite on AEW. But we'll see. Yeah. He may do both. Cody the pro- did. The problem well, for me sorry. with this
0: pay-per-view was uh, like it just I felt like there was no momentum. Yeah. It wasn't building. Uh I wasn't uh, getting more excited as it went on. It we- just felt like a bunch of matches back to back and
1: it it felt anticlimactic. We oh, we've said this before that wrestling can be simple to be good. Yeah. And I felt this was so simple that it lacked direction and it couldn't be good. Mm. But that could be because I haven't watched the lead up, the three episodes leading up to it, but you have.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: you felt, you know, the and same. I think
0: that's a fun hour to spend Yeah, that, you know, watching a produced hour of wrestling TV that, and you kind of know what you're going to get paying $25 for a two and a half hour pay-per-view that basically felt exactly like yeah. an episode of power. Um, the matches were longer for sure. You're not going to see a two out of three falls match on power. that goes 25 minutes for the belt. Like that's, that's different. But, um, I just, from my point of view, it didn't feel like it was worth it.
1: You think it's the roster as well?
0: I don't know. I have to think about it some more, but I think that, uh, (sighs) I think I'll probably tune into power next week just to, just to see what's going on, um, I might too
1: because I don't. Ha- I, now I don't have to watch the other three episodes because I'm I'm caught up. You're I'm caught, caught
0: up, up. So you're caught up. Um, but yeah, I don't know when the next time they'll do a pay per view is, but um, here's hoping the next one, if we end up watching it, is a mm. little bit more exciting. Uh, Just give us a nude set dressing, something, something. Yeah. Um, rounding out the headlines here, a little update on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we had uh. I love that I wrote Juice Newton. I always do this.
1: <laughs> it's Robinson.
0: I want it to be Juice Robinson. <laughs> what comes out is Juice Newton. Because in my head, perpetually, mm-hmm. all the time, the only thing that's playing, well, I maybe mean, not the only thing that's playing, but one of the things that's playing is,
2: Just call me angel, on the morning angel. Just, Just touch my cheek before you leave me.
0: Baby. Yeah, Juice Newton, everybody. Um, we have Juice Robinson and David Finley, son of Fit, Fit Finley. Mm-hmm. He also has a
1: bad back tattoo, I think, on his shoulder. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember one. I think it's like a dream catcher or some bullshit. Oh, you might be right. Mm, Or just like feathers, like a feather earring. Yeah, I feel
0: like you're being pretty judgmental about that tattoo. We're going to have to (laughs) check it out. Juice Robinson and David Finley defeat Evil and Sonata to win the World Tag League, earning a shot at the Gorillas of Destiny at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Gorillas of Destiny
1: are Haku's kids, right? Correct. Tongaloa
0: and Tama Tonga. Gotcha. And uh, I'm really excited for Wrestle Kingdom 14. That's going to be a blast.
1: The fifth? Fourth? When is it? I, uh, I believe it's January fourth. Which yeah, that makes sense because I think the first is on a Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Um. Two nights.
1: That's crazy because uh, one night's like four and a half hours.
0: Yeah, it's really with an intermission. A uh, uh, a cool card. Um, January fourth and January fifth. So looking forward. Uh, to seeing Lance Archer against John Moxley in a Texas death match for the U.S. belt. really hope Moxley
1: comes out alive.
0: Uh, as we said, the uh, Gorillas of Destiny defending the IWGP tag belts against Finjuice. Cool. Uh, Will Ospreay defending the junior title against Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, Jay White and Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontinental belt and Kazuchika Okada... De- defending
1: against Kota Ibushi for the heavyweight belt. I actually haven't seen any of Jay White since he stopped being a young lion.
0: Oh, my God. I've only
1: seen Jay White in the black trunks. Whoa. I know he's a completely different character. He's fantastic now. He's right here. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's, is cool. he South African?
0: I believe he's just English. Okay. Oh, that might not be true.
1: I think he might be South. I think him and and Helico. Yeah. It's South African as well.
0: I don't know. I'll have to look at anyway, it. Uh, with- that's just night one. Night two, God. we've got <laughs> Yushin Thunder Liger's uh, retirement match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a bunch of uh, tag matches. We've got... Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. We don't. We have a bunch of tag matches on night one. On night two, we've got Ishimori and Fantasmo, the Bullet Club, against Show and Yo for the IWGP Junior tag belts. Zack Sabre Jr. against Sonata. Defending his heavyweight, uh, British heavyweight championship. The winner of Archer versus Moxley against Juice Robinson for the US belt. Uh, Kenta and Hiroki Goto for the never open white belt. And then the loser of Okada Ibushi versus the loser of White and Naito. Uh, as kind of a consolation match. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho against Hiroshi Tanahashi in the co-main event. And then the main event of both nights, the winner of Okada Ibushi versus the winner of Jay White and Tetsuya Naito for uh, both the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles.
1: Wow. That's a stacked. Right. Random.
0: Wow. Are we going to love that or what?
1: Yeah. That's going to be really cool. Sick. <laughs> there was a match there that you said, go through the matches and set night two again. Just let me see them. There was one. That one is what you freaked out about. Oh, no. I was thinking of Kinta and Goto. Does, is uh, Goto the one with the cane? Where he has like a, like a, like a staff or something? Like a short? No. Or does that's, he have the big collar? Uh, I think you might be thinking of Taichi. Goto does. Who brings have a microphone like
0: a, stand to the ring?
1: No. Maybe, but Goto does have the jacket that looks like it doesn't have a, bat, a long, big back collar, and the jacket goes all the way to his feet. It's like red and black. Yeah, yeah. And then Kinto is Hideo. Yeah. Okay, that's what that's what I thought. That's Goto, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be a good match. I hear Kento's fucking maniac. Yeah. Um,
0: Starting to style out the ass maniac. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely kicking people very hard now. So they
1: wouldn't let me do this in WWE. I'm- they put me in this fucking. Under the Giant Battle Royale, and Big Show threw me out that one year. Yeah, dude, he
0: is definitely back with a vengeance. Uh, all right, so that's it. Those are the. Uh...
1: But let's circle back to Dynamite because I, I made oh. some little. Uh, these little hearts are things that I wrote down. Things that I thought were oh, really cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Tony, what one moment? They uh, commentary with Jr. and Tony. Uh, Tony mentioned the Greco-Roman lariat. Really? And someone did it, and Jerry's like, oh, you know a lot about that Greco-Roman. And uh, Tony's like, I know everything. I love a Greco-Roman Lariat. Like he said, I love a Tope suici because they were obviously playing into what they've been doing. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Kip Sabian makes uh, Justin Roberts sit on the rope, but then he jumps over the top rope anyway to get in the ring. Yeah, right. Because yeah. he actually goes, hey, hold the rope for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh uh, Jericho still calls Tony's Shavani Tony, uh, Tony uh, Skiovan. like it's yeah, yeah. Like it's pronounced or how it's spelled. Um, I really like Sammy's lime green on his gear, lime green trunks and knee pads. I hate Sammy. I, hate
0: I love everything about Sammy.
1: I mean, I yeah, I do too, but it's because I hate him.
0: They call him mm. a Spanish
1: god. Also, I love uh, Jericho continually asking for uh, Haker's opinion on commentary because he doesn't talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, was, that was that was great.
1: Um, and yeah, this is just about Jericho making every match important. Uh, oh, also in the main event, the first thing I forget what the move was, but something crazy happens, and I said aloud, "Guys, it just started. <laughs> Guys, the match just started. Don't hurt yourselves."
0: yeah they, they weren't worried about that it was a three all. table spot yeah i remember that spot but yeah
1: those are some of my my things that i i really liked during dynamite that i watched and maybe i have a favorite something in there too do you maybe interesting interesting because that's so funny
0: because i have a question for you what's that
2: now it's say who you really like. Who do you
0: think is the tights? Who would you be to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's
1: your favorite wrestler? That never gets old. <laughs> the whole—I have a question for. It. What's the question, Mike? What could it be? Should I go? Yeah, because you just asked me. Uh I kind of mentioned them earlier, but I think. Butcher and the Blade are my favorite wrestlers this week.
0: Oh my god!
1: I don't remember why I wrote that down on my book, Sleeper but I remember pick. really fucking enjoying that match. For some reason, I just think I really like the Butcher. I just like his whole gimmick. I like his monocle. I love his big fucking huge ass stomach tattoo. Love his band. I love. I, I've been. I've seen his band live once, <laughs> opening for Coheed and Cambria in Houston, Texas um yeah i just really i like their whole thing their whole i have a good feel about them and it was good to see i'm glad that the blade It seems like it can actually wrestle pretty well they both can wrestle better than i thought they would be able to um but but you know what mike mm. then i saw, swall, i swall, big swallow big swall wrestle and she's actually my Favorite wrestler oh, this week. Oh, big swoop. Because she came in. I caught her promo thing on AW Dark mm. the night before. Mm-hmm. It's about where she's come from. Mm-hmm. She had Crohn's disease. Mm. Almost died. Damn. Thought she could never have a baby. She's married and has a baby now. Right, right, right. And just a really good story. I love those little redemption stories. And then her match with Sakura, I really enjoyed. And uh, I was like, sorry, Butcher in the Blade. You're now... Not my favorite
0: wrestler. Mm. Yeah, that's always nice uh, when you see someone overcome adversity and sort of like uh, succeed in spite of great odds. I big swerved you. Gotta love that. That was a big swerve. Yeah. Congratulations to big swole. About,
1: what about you, though? Like, of all the wrestling you've seen this week, Woo! who's your favorite wrestler?
0: Oh, boy. My favorite wrestler didn't even wrestle on Dynamite this week. No? He cut a little promo. And said, I'm here to whoop that ass. You better give me a third match with Kenny Omega. My favorite wrestler this week is Pac. Yeah. You know why? Because he's fucking
1: bastard. Because he's
0: so awesome. <laughs> he rules. I did get to watch him wrestle a little bit this week because uh, on top of all this wrestling, I also managed to squeeze in a little bit of the uh, uh, Rev Pro uh, British J-Cup tournament. Okay. Uh, Which they have on the New Japan World app. Okay. And Pac wrestled the Amazing Red, which was the match I was able to watch uh, from that tournament. And it was fantastic. It was so fun, hard-hitting, high-flying. The Amazing Red is so small. Even compared to Pac, he is tiny.
1: I've never even heard of him.
0: Really? Mm Mm-hmm oh wow that dude was in tna for years i mean not, i didn't watch tna but like you know he's like a, like no one did he's, he's, no one does you know he's well known long time i mean i bet in, if i see him like oh, okay i've
1: seen him but wrestler
0: i don't know um, the flipping uh powerbomb i don't know if he invented it but it's called
1: a code red uh because i think it's you know it's his move does he like do the powerball off a rope, but then flip with them? Or does he do it standing up?
0: Um, You'll
1: show me after this match. <laughs> let me explain this, this complicated move you to... to you. No one wants that. With well, I want teeth. it, but I don't need it because I'm a professional practicing pro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Pac, he just everything he does looks fantastic. He's cutting amazing promos. Uh, he's arguably the best high flyer. Um, he's a full In, in the sport. He's got everything. He's got a tremendous look. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best technical wrestlers in the sport. He sells really
1: well. Widest fucking shoulders for a man of that stature.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great baby face, but he's somehow arguably a better heel. Yeah, for sure. He can do it all. He, he deserves to be a finalist on your favorite wrestler
1: list did pretty you, much every week. Did you ever watch him and Sammy? zane feuding yeah when they were both faces yes but then slowly he became the heel yeah. and he slowly started wearing his button-up shirts yeah without collars and buttoning them all the way up to his neckline. yeah yeah she yeah move such yeah, a fucking such heel, a heel like, move. like unbutton that top
0: button heel he goddamn heel clearly you're a heel <laughs> now you got it buttoned all the yeah, way you up over you your adam's apple i don't trust you i don't fucking trust yeah he you. rules yeah. he's great
1: well it's awesome that he's your he's your favorite wrestler yeah
0: Maybe he'll be friends with us and hang out. I'm scared. I think I want to watch him from afar. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Especially if he keeps being a heel. Because he really does. He scares me as a heel.
1: Fuck. Yeah. So Especially like, recently in AEW, whenever he, when he, like, cut his finger or whatever, and so he put all the fucking blood all over his face. Yeah. He looked like a burned victim because he just let it dry it just looked like patchy scabby. Oh, oh man. man, it, it looked was, fucking awesome. It was really gross. God, and he had uh, that fucking snot rocket or whatever on his beard. Just god damn it. Ruining that cool promo with the snot rocket distraction. He's gnarly, man. I well, know. I um I have something to show you. Oh yeah. But I need to know something okay. about it. Alright. Yes! Sir! Okay, so I had a really good Is It shit house? Yeah. When I, I thought of it on the toilet. I No, I had a really bad shit house, Not on the toilet. God damn it.
0: But. This is what the show is. I had the
1: bad shit house, and I thought, on the toilet, I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is a really good one. And I said, I don't need to write it down because it's so good. I'll remember it. And now here we are. I don't remember it. I've tried to remember it all day. I can't. So I'm going to have to show you my uh, worst one. So. I need to know if this image, well, this song is shithouse or not. It's just a meme, a meme that I found on Twitter to, uh, uh, 12 curves, stomps, 11 pipers piping, 10 luchas leaving, 9 more segments, 8 saudi princes, twenty four seven six thirty splash, 5 gold dust 4 or spent 3 MB, 2 young bucks, 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 and an okay, out of nowhere. Is this meme shithouse? Is it? I didn't even get the tune right to 12 Days of Christmas when I sang earlier. Is it shit He's house? pushing it closer and closer <laughs> to my face. <laughs> Mike, what's the most shithouse thing about this?
2: Mm.
1: Four
0: horsemen. Yeah, the four horsemen. Um, it's close. Overall. Close. Overall. Uh, no, it's not shit house. No. Nah, it's, it's not, not, not shit good. House. Is it?
1: No. Oh fuck! I had a good one. It's not great. My, what makes it not a shit house is that it's not themed correctly. Mm. Because they're all WWE stuff, except for Four Horsemen and Two Young Bucks. Why are they in there?
0: It's not It's not a well-conceived meme. I wouldn't... The
1: meme architect... I would be embarrassed to show this, this meme, meme to yeah. anyone. Eight Saudi princes. I don't like that one either. No. Nine, nine divorce segments, I'm a <laughs> Because that's so true. So so arbitrary. <laughs> 10 luchas leaping. No, that's WCW. They say five gold dust, but the fifth one, that's not gold dust, dude. It's a natural. Yeah. So, you're right. It's not shithouse. It's not shithouse. I'm sorry, everyone. That uh, You know, as the last is a shithouse of the year, I really failed you. I swear I yeah, had a really good one, you really did, but do you have
0: and also this story that you're making up about having a really good i morning. did <laughs> it's uh
1: why would I tell everyone that I was on the toilet because you're well, because that's who you are that's I swear I had one that was really good, it was so good. I
0: apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for it was not just, coming prepared it to was this just week. it was
1: monumentally
0: good how good um, it was well, uh okay, Sitting on the toilet, yeah. <laughs> that's a little glimpse into <laughs> that's a little glimpse into the future for you all. Uh, a little character that we invented while we were while we were riveted by NWA <laughs> into view. the power into the power. That's into exactly power. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was NWA bad. into the power. Uh, all right. Well, now that I've talked a bunch of shit about Bo, um, I uh, yeah. did I did just about everything else uh that i was supposed to do related to this podcast except <laughs> think of an is it shit house? so but i did i'm gonna i'm gonna call an audible on this okay and just go hey uh is this burn on my arm what that i got from a hot tray of piping baked goods mm-hmm. shit
1: house. um okay when you got the burn what was your reaction your immediate um, reaction upon burn I winced. Did you make any noise?
0: Mm. Or a... (gasps) Yeah, I might have sucked some air in between my teeth. Okay. Yeah.
1: After you went...
0: But other people were around me, so I couldn't really
1: make a big deal out of it. Were you gritting your teeth hard? Yeah. Did you put pressure on it immediately? With something or not, imme-
0: not immediately because I didn't realize like the severity of it. Okay. I thought it was just, because like if I, if it had been a burn on a, a more, on a tougher part of my hand mm-hmm. or, you know, like a, f- my fingers or whatever, that wouldn't have really, I don't even think been a burn. Yeah. You know, might've smarted for a second, but it wouldn't have, you know, it was just because it was like the inside of my forearm, mm-hmm. which is like b- really soft mm. skin that is not yeah, used to like... Yeah. Yeah, Um, so once I realized that it was actually pretty burned and like it wasn't going away, Mm -hmm. I did take some ice and put it on there. It didn't seem to help though.
1: Okay, so upon immediate... Okay, for my professional evaluation of the scenario, the situation that happened, and your immediate reaction being a suck in through the teeth and not an audible (gasps) or something like that, (laughs) I would say the way you handled it was pretty shit house. Nice. So by uh if the transient shit house properties it is shit house. Congratulations.
0: Nice. Yes. And you and I think it's probably gonna scar yeah, i was gonna say if it stays there permanent
1: solidifies it in the shit house yeah. hall of fame. Well
0: we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep you readers, listeners, viewers up to date uh on the sort of the status of my cool scar <laughs> on my forearm. <laughs> Uh, But for right now, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the match uh, that... Actually, we didn't even pick it out this week. Yeah. Uh, Our guest Mm -hmm. picked it out. What's the match? Uh, I think uh, to his great surprise and detriment. But what we'll be watching is perhaps the most famous wrestling match of all time. Uh, The 1998 King of the Ring collision between... Mick Foley's mankind mm-hmm. and the Undertaker. Yes, Mark
1: Calloway's is the Undertaker. Mark Calloway is the Undertaker. <laughs> Presents like Definitely like
0: that. To me, that sounds like Bram Stoker's
2: Dracula.
3: <laughs> There's a lot of legal drama in this house. Have you guys thought about producing a legal drama?
1: Well, it's weird. I'm ta- I've taken Mike to court recently too, <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're are sort of tied up in small claims court right yeah. now. Yeah. It's uh it was my burrito, but I mean the issue is over a burrito mm-hmm. and um a couple of
3: Slim Jims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna name names, but one time. I d I wasn't part of the party that got Mexican <laughs> food, but I was with some people that got Mexican food and there were like multiple tacos on different plates. Uh huh. And the order was semi-wrong. Okay. And we were all watching a movie. Okay. And is... I witnessed mm-hmm. a great injustice.
1: Please <laughs> tell us the injustice. He's blowing
0: this way out of proportion.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is something Mike did. It's this is a total, <laughs> any
0: human could make this there mistake. This was a chain
1: reaction Wait.
3: of eating someone else's taco. <laughs> That just ended a disaster. <laughs> you know, it's not, no one's perfect. You Were know? you the ultimate villain?
0: Yeah. I think. Yeah, because I drew first blood. But I thought for sure I was justified. How? I didn't do it intentionally. How no, but you
3: made a mistake. As someone yeah. else <laughs> made an intentional act. And oh, that sounds like Joe. No, I think it was. I think it was. My t-
1: How long ago was it?
3: I oh, do really? Like a, maybe a year ago.
1: Oh, it's still fresh. <laughs> Has it
3: been a year since we've watched it's Escape like it's been Plan 3?
1: Weeks, exactly. Yeah, okay. Maybe it was over the summer. Yeah. But I don't It
3: might have been over summer. I think it was over the summer.
0: Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring, standing four feet, two and one quarter inches, and weighing in the At 16 cases of dry chardonnay, he is the man who hails from the rolling green hills of Brisbane County.
1: Hey, Taylor, welcome to the shit house. Welcome to the shithouse, Taylor. <laughs>
3: hey, th- thank you for having me. Um, I want to give a little insight on what just happened because I witnessed some something, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike just is watching Alexa's screensaver on the television and talking about whatever he sees uh first it was bb eight I believe that's why he said <laughs> did I you, was did you usual four suspects feet tall and shit? um, then there was some pictures of Ireland. <laughs> was this a subconscious thing that happened taylor are you just are you incepting me right now i just i i can I can either read minds or you were watching the television and just One talking of those about has what, to be true <laughs> just talking about Get what you saw out of my brain. <laughs> Feel like you're crawling
0: around inside my skull now. <laughs> oh my god! I had no idea that I was doing
3: that. That was totally subliminal. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was a, it was like a perfect narrative. Uh, um, much like the film Forrest Gump, you provided a great voiceover. See, the reason you said Forrest Gump is because there <laughs> there's was a, a tree,
2: tree.
0: <laughs> on the screen. You get it.
1: Yeah. What if you oh, what if you overlay uh, your intro lines with the narration of Forrest Gump? So as the feather is falling slowly, you just hear Mike (laughs) shouting (laughs) in your ear, (laughs) Taylor's. (laughs) What song are you singing? (laughs) It's the fucking Forrest Gump song. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. Anyway, Taylor, welcome. We've never met. Oh, yeah. We shook hands a mere 10 minutes ago maybe shorter maybe
3: yeah i told mike sure.
1: it's very brave of him to uh to uh put uh one of his friends in the same room as me
0: uh then i was like wait till you
1: meet him it's not that brave <laughs> he's not above the board <laughs> but it's nice to meet you uh why did you want to come on the show mike said you had you wanted to watch a certain match um well mike offered me the opportunity
3: and i excitedly uh uh, gave some choices of different things I would have been interested in watching. And Mike uh, was excited about one of those options. So here we are. Uh, uh, I uh, I don't know too much about the situation. I've seen a GIF or two of it. Yeah. Um, I know the meme.
1: Right. Uh, you're, I mean, you're down with memes. I mean, I just met you. But from what I can tell... He looks like a dude that's down. Yeah. I'm something of a meme smith. You're just a You just a, you're a hot steamy DM. I
3: put I put <laughs> the work in in the meme minds back in, you know. The eights, the 09s, the 11s. Mhm.
1: Your business card reads mean Dr. Meme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's
3: what. You're
0: I thought. basically Daniel Day-Lewis and there will be blood but with memes.
1: Yeah, that's a
3: really good analogy. Thank actually. you. Instead
1: of Daniel Day memeless, you're Daniel Day meme full. There we go.
3: Yeah. I'm All right. Let's move
1: on. Okay. Thank you.
3: <sighs>
0: Taylor, uh, I know that you have some type of kind of peripheral uh, knowledge and uh, exposure to pro wrestler. Pro-wrestling? Guys, when I turn
1: on my TV, I'm like, when do I get to see Pro-wrestler? When do I get to to see the exposure of Pro-wrestling? It sounds like a
3: (laughs) monthly periodical discussing the industry.
0: Oh, have you seen the new? (laughs) (laughs) Pro-wrestler exposure. (laughs) Um, Because you've known me, you sort of have gotten um, Pro-wrestling secondhand for many years. True. Uh, What would you say... Uh, there's a class your, action your, like, suit experience,
3: being filed. Uh, What? I said there's a class action suit being filed from the second hand uh, wrestling.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike's got his hands in all kinds of court cases right now. It's yes. real unfortunate. There's <laughs> a lot of legal drama.
3: Really tied up. Also, I'm still
0: recovering from a cold. Yeah. I was. I had a cold last week on the show. and uh, I'm I am a cold. I'm still battling it, so I'm not 100%. So if you guys would just please... Uh, go easy on me, particularly with your legal battles. But Taylor, would you give us a little background on what you uh, what you know of pro wrestling and sort of what your experience has been?
3: Um, well, I, uh, as a child who grew up in, you know, the 90s, um, I uh, was conscious of quite a few different things. You know, Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. is a name that I'm familiar with. Um, Stone Cold. Oh, love him. I like to smash beers together. You know, interestingly about Stone Cold, my being a peripheral fan, I thought that he was a religious figure. I thought, like, not not like, I didn't Twice think he was... Twice now. I didn't think he was, like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was into religion. Right? Yeah,
1: Catherine said the same thing last week, did she not? She did. And Brian almost kind of brought that up in the first episode. Yeah, the
0: 316 thing Second seems to episode. really resonate with people they don't know what it's about but they think that he has like religious values or something
1: now that
3: i found it out i'm like oh dope i would have been into this dude he Mm. seems he seems badass yeah he
1: was still is actually i think i feel anyway
3: yeah i think i think he's pretty cool on twitter i think he uh will call people out really yeah Mm -hmm. i think so right on um he has a beer other than that i uh I don't know. I played the video game uh, WCW NWO Revenge One quite of the a best. bit. Quite a bit with Mike here. And again, see, this is where my peripheral knowledge is uh, suspect. I thought that Hanzo Mon and THQ Man were real wrestlers.
0: In all I fairness. I don't remember Hanzo Man, but I remember <laughs>
1: THQ Man.
0: In all fairness, <laughs> THQ and AKI, AMI, AK, AKI
1: Man. Oh, Aki Man.
0: Aki, Aki is the yeah, developer, yeah. yeah. Aki Man and THQ Man
3: uh, basically had like, the same moveset as Rey Mysterio. Yeah. They
1: were basically Rey Mysterio,
3: who's the game. best character in the game, yeah.
1: or at least the most fun to play as. Yes. When you all made Create a Character, what pose did you all choose? I always chose this chest-out, puffy Oh. superhero stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was called angry. Or because
3: that was the best uh, taunt or whatever you could do in the game where you would just, just puff your chest out yeah, at the like other person. Yeah, real big yeah, man. Yeah, you could do this all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, couldn't could you rapidly press it or reset
1: the animation? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... The... What was your character's name? Uh, I'll tell you mine first. Because really the question is just to lead into giving my character's name. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hot Tamale Ross Raleigh was my cool, cool guy. It so, could fit that many characters? No, but that's what he was to me. I think I just named him Hot Tamale, but so my name's Bo Rosser, and I thought, I can't use my real name. Who does that? Not a cool wrestler. I'm going to use Ross Raleigh. (laughs) You you
0: should have abbreviated it and made him H-T-R Raleigh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I was 12. (laughs) My response just now seemed really hostile, (laughs) and the face that you're making is like, fine, whatever. Okay, so now that I explained hot tamale ross raleigh he had tamales on his trunks as well uh what would you make as your would you map him to ray mysterio's moveset i mean yeah just
3: because the the flips the spins the twists the spider-man mask it's really all my aesthetic mm-hmm. um and yeah i don't know what my name would be that's tough
0: I really didn't have a big interest in create a wrestler. No? Yeah,
3: no. I was I was much more interested in uh, you know, playing the sixty four man match and just running through the entire just roster. Cycling through all of them yeah. four at a
1: time. I man, I love the wrestler wrestlers. my friends and all would all create our wrestlers and have tournaments and shit to figure out who's the champion. That was fun.
0: It was interesting that you lived in like this little fantasy world with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh when I played wrestling video games, was real. I enjoyed them from for a uh like simulation aspect.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And the reason I wasn't that into create a wrestler was because that's fiction. That's like something that I would have just made up for no reason. That would have been a waste of time.
1: Okay, it's interesting that you say that because when you say that it hurts because Ross Raleigh is real. But and in my heart.
0: Me mastering the move sets of my favorite wrestlers and incorporating them in the same way that they did in their matches uh-huh. in the video game. Uh, that was an educational experience, and that was worth my time.
1: Hmm. Seems like creating a simulation of the match you could already watch.
0: is pretty sad. It's waste of time. <laughs> it's very... I was... I didn't...
3: Well, I was alone.
1: Taylor, Mike and I are fighting right now. I... You know, I
3: as one of the people who have listened to multiple episodes, I, it seems like it's a it callback. it's a little, <laughs> it a little it a compliment, but it was kind of backhanded. <laughs> That's okay. Keep going. Keep
1: going. <laughs> uh, no, I was just saying I'm not uh, unfamiliar with you two. It's the most hostile episode yet, I think, is right now, and you're caught in the middle of it. I, you know, I bring this out in people. It sucks. Well, it sucks for me because like you're gonna, you're going to take Mike's side, you know,
3: and yeah. you don't. Know, Probably. Yeah. But so. um
1: not because I like him. Oh. <laughs> how does it make you feel? Let's get real let's get into this. How do you feel? I Mike? think
0: HTR Raleigh sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see his tamale trunks. They were I don't need to What do you think they were?
3: What type of how were you like huge? Did you just
1: No, I was I was a
3: slim dude. Were you into <laughs> counters?
1: yeah I was big at that I could get those button presses really well yeah and I had red hair
3: that's <laughs> that's great. it
1: great that's it okay so uh new tag team the slim Dudes. what would you say with your with your limited uh uh wrestling knowledge who was your favorite wrestler oh of all time
3: yeah um well instantly the first that springs to mind is gold dust just the um visual appearance. And the yeah. whole ambiance, I'm very into that. Um, second, the Million Dollar Man, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Ted DiBiase, interesting. Is great. He just loved the hair, great hair. Loved the tux. Yeah. Um, and yeah, who else is worth a million dollars? Um, yeah, Pro- probably, probably those two. That's interesting because they both have kind of a
0: similar vibe like obviously they, they present very differently but that kind of um the most fictitious wrestler that you could possibly imagine Iron Shake Iron
1: Shake like shake from isn't that, that his like name? Master Shake what's his name Sheik the Iron Sheik yeah okay okay you did say <laughs> shake though I thought maybe I heard wrong
3: <laughs> no your hearing still works <laughs> I you know I'm not a scholar <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce. What's a shake? <laughs>
1: the Aqua Teen guy? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Iron Shake. <laughs> you know. Because to me,
0: that was Master Shake from uh, Aqua Teen yeah. walking around with those curly boots. <laughs> in the, the curly toe boots. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> keeps jumping off chairs.
3: I'm just saying, his whole shtick was. That you said who you who could you think of the most fictitious wrestler you could think of Iron Sheik yeah that so yeah, was, yeah, I yeah, said you're that right my yeah, you're
0: right yeah 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 but I feel like Goldust and Million Dollar Man are like Goldust I guess he was a villain I don't know the Million Dollar Man was definitely like a straight up comic book villain
1: yeah he would get kids to come next to him on the mic and be like dribble this basketball I'll give you a hundred bucks and they'll be dribbling it then they'll hit it out of their hands and not give them money like real That's kids great. with real money it's wonderful.
0: He's very mean to people. Yeah.
1: You don't see heels in WWE really do that these days anymore, but we're starting to see it in AEW, which is exciting.
3: An adult being mean to a child is just, it's a funny thing objectively.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> I would have to, I would have to agree. I would say as long as the malice is not there. Uh, it's very funny, right? right. I'm not saying <laughs> Right, I'm
3: not. I'm not taking this to the extreme. I'm saying, yeah, dr- knocking away a basketball, you know. Oh my God, that kid was so sad. He got to 14. He had to dribble it
0: 15 <laughs> times, <laughs>
1: yeah, he and he did. was gonna
0: get $500 in like 1988.
3: Yeah, Yo, you gotta put your, you gotta stick your butt out. You gotta block that. What you think? You think if he had Reggie Miller on him, he that he wasn't going to swat that away? I didn't know <laughs> that someone was going to be trying to steal the ball from him.
1: That dastardly! All they said, Ted all DiBiase. Ted said,
3: was dribble it fifteen times. Yeah, I bet you that that kid never got a, a ball
1: stolen again. Yeah, he's probably better from it. If anything, Ted DiBiase taught him the ultimate lesson, and that's keep your ball close. Trust no one. Oh. So mean. Ball I heard- is life,
0: and trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> After the show, I heard that that kid did get his 500 bucks. That it, the WWF was like, but but the story that what I read or heard or whatever was that WWF didn't break kayfabe though. So they were like, we're really sorry about Ted. You know, we don't condone our talent acting that way. He's just an eccentric guy. On behalf of the WWF, we want to make this right with you. That's like,
1: perfect because that just just like. Like, increases the kayfabe of the whole situation. Like, protected the character, Like, but he's really a dick, because now we have to correct his dickish behavior. Yeah. That's great. It made him seem, like, even worse. It makes me like
3: him more, honestly, yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty sweet. Um, okay, cool. So, what we're gonna watch today is uh, The Undertaker versus Mankind at King of the Ring, 1998. This is really... Uh, an interesting choice. I, like when when I was like, "What do you want? Do you, is there anything you want to watch?" And you were like, "What about the the that Hell in a Cell match?" I was like, "Interesting," because I never would have
1: thought that we would have gotten
0: there. Certainly not with a guest. Certainly not a lot of wrestling in the yeah.
1: match. So it's not something we would typically pick for a normal guest. So thank you for. But the spectacle of this yeah. thing is like special.
3: I mean, it's a cultural touchstone. I yeah. would 100%. say right. Um in fact Mankind really did have an effect on my life. Really? No, but his mask always kind of freaked me out. So there's that.
1: Hmm. I feel like this match might be the starting point of the ratings never going back to WCW it's on mm. Monday Night because I think this happens and then later on on with the Monday Night Wars on Nitro, Bischoff says that, because it's pre-taped, says, hey, Mankind wins the championship tonight. You don't need to go watch it now. I just told you the finish. But that encouraged all the viewers to leave WCW and go watch him win the championship belt. And I don't think the WCW had better ratings ever after that. Yeah, because they, they, they had not
0: anticipated. They thought that people were going to be like roll their eyes at Mick like, Foley winning the yeah. belt. It's
1: like, oh, we know it now. We know the information. We don't need to go watch it. But instead of like, but we got to watch like, this dude oh, win. Oh shit,
0: we love Mick Foley. He's going to win the fucking belt. And yeah, so I think that channel. was, I
1: think this, getting Mankind on the map from this match was the catalyst to that. But I could be wrong. Because I've been known to make shit up. Postulate. But in this yeah. case, I think you're right. I think that this established
0: not only Mankind, but also um, kind of that that era of pro wrestling as uh something that would cross
1: over into mainstream yeah is it real is it fake that kind of thing was happening in the attitude era
3: i think i mean uh spoiler alert i I don't think you can fake the end i've seen the video of what happens it's hard to fake that it's pretty cool (laughs) let's let's watch it
0: (laughs) yeah so just uh for a little bit of context um, this is two years after Mick Foley debuts with the WWF. Prior to that, he was known as Cactus Jack in WCW. Wow. And why is that a wow? That's just, what, what was the
3: character Cactus Jack?
0: He was just like a lunatic. Oh, okay. So he was still crazy, okay. He was still a crazy guy who would do crazy stuff and get like...
1: No mask, though.
0: No mask, but he would get blown Did they up. have a hat? In, uh, no hat. Uh. uh, he would, uh... Yeah, just do do the hardcore matches. Real cool blah.
1: snake skin boots
0: though. Eat glass. Snake
1: skin boots.
0: Yeah, um, all that's all that great stuff.
1: Uh, Honestly, all of McFoley's characters are kind of the like the same wrestling style. They're just slightly different character. Whatever, dude loves a
0: dude loves a smooth
1: talking, uh, big bowl of Jello baby. That does an elbow drop onto the floor. <laughs> Mankind's a psychopath in a tie that does well. He does an elbow drop out onto the floor and. Cactus Jack is a cool guy with snake print boots that does a cool elbow drop to the floor. From All the- right, but point
0: <laughs> taken. You don't have to be snarky Mankind has about
1: Socko. It. You don't have yeah, to be snarky yeah. Yeah. about it. So, But I'm excited for this match. So Please. he uh, debuted in the
0: WWF, and um, Vince McMahon was like, okay, I'll sign him. Jim Ross wanted to bring him in, but I want to hide his face. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to put his face on TV. So that's why Mankind was born. Um, and then he basically he feuded with The Undertaker for like, I don't know, like a year. Uh, they had a bunch of gimmick matches, a boiler room brawl, a uh, buried alive match. Probably a casket match somewhere in there. Somewhere in there.
3: I love the gimmick matches. Yeah? I think that that's the, like, that's the mwah content.
0: Like the best part of pro wrestling for you is yes. like the gimmick match. yes. Cool. That's good to know. Because when you come back, we'll like dig up, find something real. We'll dig before. up uh, like WCW's Thunderdome Chamber of Horrors match, <laughs> where you it's win bad. by putting not... someone in an electric chair and pulling <laughs> yeah, the switch. See?
1: That's what I'm oh, talking yeah, about. yeah, that match ends real bad, doesn't it? Like oh, it's not like bad. terrible, but like oh, it's bad, bad. bad.
0: it's <laughs> bad. It's um, bad. So then uh, that that feud with the Undertaker cooled down for a little bit. Um, Mick started bringing his other characters into the WWF, Cactus Jack, dude love. Um, and then dude love, uh, was cave fired by Vince McMahon. Um, so pretend. And, um, that opened the door for the mankind character to come back on TV. And this is when he would sort of redebut as the mankind that everyone knows, which is the baggy dress shirt, loose fitting, unkempt necktie. And uh the I think the first feud he had was back with the Undertaker. Yeah. Um so these two have quite a history. Paul Bearer has betrayed The Undertaker to help mankind. Um so these are these are pretty bitter rivals at this point. And they're
3: wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Did Paul Bearer betrayed the Undertaker twenty three years ago? Yeah. He
1: betrayed him numerous times throughout the decades. Yeah. Wow. The biggest betrayal of all? Death. Rest in peace. What?
2: (laughs) Who are you?
0: We're going to watch a match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We'll see you on the other side. (laughs)
2: With a king
0: of the ring now crowned, we transition into the evening's co-main event, ladies and gentlemen, where the Undertaker will wrestle everyone's favorite masked masochist and the craziest son of a bitch that God ever made, Mankind. Dude, Mankind's walkout
1: music, man. It's
3: spookier than the Undertaker's spooky. As well, because they
1: haven't changed it yet from his brown
0: suit one. You know? Yeah, this is still the brown suit. My favorite section of Mick Foley is his the upper part of his lower body. That part. <laughs> <laughs> his big old butt in the brown tights.
1: Yeah, he's just big old tush. And, and also, he's old... got
0: like a real nice like lower part of his belly in yeah. the brown tights.
3: He's allowed to bring a chair in. Fuck yeah There's
1: no DQ in here
3: But he's not gonna go in (laughs) He has no interest He has no time for in That's crazy You just introduce the cage And then You flip it all upside down You know As the
0: deranged potato man in a short-sleeved dress shirt approaches the steel battleground, he thinks better of adhering to literally the only rule of the match. And instead of climbing inside the chain link cell, our hideous soulmate, tosses a steel chair on top of the goddamn roof of the cage and starts a 16-foot ascent accomplished with the deft agility of a very fat, brown-costumed Spider-Man. The Undertaker, meanwhile, is a cool and pale cucumber Floating toward the huge Cage with a quiet Confidence that
3: communicates To everyone in the building That he is an extremely Cool dude I'm just gonna point this out right now Yeah the Undertaker's uh, Top half of his robes Right at this point Are like a black version of The white and or green ranger From
1: totally Uh, It's very cool Yeah it is it's a great look When the White Ranger first came out, I used to go to the corner market, and uh, you could find out who the White Ranger is by getting, like, a Pepsi bottle cap code. (laughs) So I would look at Crystal Clear Pepsi, because it was the 90s, and I could read the code (laughs) through the soda. That's the whole story. (laughs) Oh, I I got a card, and it was the White Ranger, and it said it was Tommy. That's the whole story. So you found out. I did. I did find out by cheating. And not buying countless amounts of crystal clear Pepsi. So, like,
0: before it happened on the show, you knew it was Tommy? Yeah, I did. Shit. My heart is a burning candle fueled by the ever-fleeting validation of these bloodthirsty peons. The Undertaker laments as he follows mankind up to the top of the cell. We are but half-baked golems that were hastily created by the short-sighted idealism of our fathers, mankind retorts as he punches the Undertaker in the fucking face and then smashes him with a steel chair
1: across his goddamn shoulder blades. Every time I watch a cell match where they go to the top, I'm so concerned. Just the way that the cage bends. Yeah, the way that,
3: like, a chain link fence actually works and is supported is not meant to be stood on. That's good. I didn't know that. I mean, look. just That's fair. I guess, though, they both of those men weigh... Almost 300 pounds and yeah. they're standing on yeah. The same part and it's not falling so Oh, oh never mind
0: God, <laughs> just- Alright that is Enough of this Mickey Mouse Bullshit the Undertaker Declares as he hurls Mankind off the top of the Cage in what is a literal Act of attempted Murder
1: look oh, that, oh sucks. that sucks <laughs> Oh
0: my god That sucks
1: so much
0: Okay, so now uh, if we're just if you're keeping track at home at this point, Mick Foley has a dislocated shoulder.
3: Could you imagine though if you had like paid like whatever I don't know 1998 dollars to sit ringside at Hell in a Cell, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Undertaker and Mankind, the two like burliest, just beat 'em up dudes. They're gonna n- knock each other out. And 30 seconds later, one of them has thrown <laughs> the other off and it's over. Imagine if you had that
0: seat behind the commentary. Right? Room, right there. So you see <laughs> Mick fall. And you just, oh no. And, and they
3: all, no, they all, look at all those people. They all jump up and cheer. They were
0: celebrating, they loved it. There's definitely someone in the crowd that I heard screaming. Come on, man, finish the match. (laughs) Pay good money, dude. Come on, man. Jump off the cage again, monkey. finish the match. Mankind's mask has been removed, ladies and gentlemen, and even the evil Vince McMahon has left the right hand of Satan to come down to ringside and check on the welfare of one Mick Foley, who quite possibly will need a spine replacement sometime in the next 24 hours. Terry Funk has also appeared folks And he is calling for a gurney now They're raising the cage in order to stretcher Foley out Perhaps this is indeed proof that there is some humanity in pro wrestling After all, perhaps this means that there is hope of a- Oh god damn it, never mind, Foley's back up, son of a
3: bitch Fuck you, Mick Foley Oh, he's going back on top.
1: Fuck yeah, he (laughs) is.
3: Listen to that fucking crowd. Right? So in real life, his shoulder is dislocated. Shoulder's dislocated. And he just climbed
0: up there? They might, I don't know, they might have popped it back in, or I I don't know. But he he has severe injury going on right now. Mick Foley is back on the top of the cage like an alcoholic who cannot stop going to that tavern he loves. He is going blow for blow with his larger foe now. You crazy pig man, the Undertaker howls. This is madness. He grabs Foley by the larynx and sends him crashing through the chain link roof, leaving nothing but the dingy canvas and a fucking steel chair to break his
1: fall. Oh! oh! <laughs> so that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. <laughs> Enough's enough. Holy so I guess Undertaker's God. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to.
0: Shit. Terry Funk has once again made his way down to the ring. However, ladies and gentlemen, and this time, The Undertaker has no patience for old friends. He slams the Funker right out of his big white dad tennis shoes and then goes right back after Foley, who somehow, against all odds, is still conscious. Okay, we can start the match. Yeah, the match has begun. So the match is... Oh. So his
1: tooth blew up through his lip into his nose that's his tooth oh my god so it went clear through his lip to get there (laughs) when did that
3: happen when he fell when he fell
1: when he got power chokeslam yeah oh man the chair
0: hit him in the face apparently The Undertaker is merciless in his attack, folks, and he slams the steel steps into Foley's dislocated shoulder, but Mrs. Foley's baby boy has had just about enough of that shit, which he makes clear through his use of a picturesque pulling pile driver. Driving the Undertaker's skull into the unforgiving steel. This madman of Long Island is not done, however, as somewhere in the dark recesses of his subconscious, Foley realizes that he left a huge, stupid bag of fucking thumbtacks underneath the goddamn ring. Oh,
1: I forgot. There's tax involved. Oh, oh no. my God. Uh, You can. Look how many fucking tacks there are. That's so many tacks. Everyone's so happy
3: about the tacks.
0: One need not be Master Detective Hercule Poirot to deduce where those tacks will end up, ladies and gentlemen. And indeed, they find their way directly into the insane ass of Mick Foley. Once, apparently for fun, and for some reason, a second fucking time, perhaps to give these wholesome Pittsburghians something to tell their monstrous grandchildren about in the years to come.
1: Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh okay. no, I remember. Oh now. no, I remember this. Woo! Oh, oh yeah. god, oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, it gives the full weight of Undertaker's oh. body just the full weight of Undertaker uh, on you.
3: So that's like 600 pounds <laughs> of pressure onto those tacks. Look Boy. at him. Ugh. Oh, there's so many stuck in him. Oh, God. Your favorite
1: part of his butt there just covered in tacks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> Thanks, JR. Thank you, JR.
0: God bless you, JR.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. he's going in the tacks again. Oh, no. Oh. Oh.
0: Mercifully, the referee counts three, and the Undertaker's hand is raised. Nothing will ever be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever a pro wrestling match that could be called a vasectomy for the violent part of the human brain, this is it. Mick. Foley, I never want to see anything like that ever again, you crazy, crazy bastard.
3: Well, so if if they weren't supposed to fall through the top of the cage. Right. Were were they ever to enter the cage? Probably. In, in yeah. the initial because I mean he had the tax, that's yeah. what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, um apparently in the aftermath of this match, uh Mick was so out of it um that he asked the Undertaker, he was like, Hey Mark, um did I u- did I use the tax? <laughs> and and the Undertaker was like, Mick, look at your fucking arm.
1: And there's a bunch of tax sticking out of his <laughs> arm.
0: <laughs> and Mick, Mick was like, Oh yeah, okay. I guess it's
1: I- it's just so it's master class in storytelling, I think, in the ring. Because, you know, like, I. so here's what I think probably happened. He, him and uh, Undertaker was going to go off the side of the cage, right? But then uh, instead of them climbing back up, he was probably just going to get in the cage and yeah. fight from there. I see. But I imagine Mick, being his concussed self, just climbed the cage again. And Undertaker was like, all right, I guess we're <laughs> going up. That's what I think. I could be way up. I could be way wrong. I'm not sure. The way that Mick talks about it is
3: maybe there was going to be another throw off the cage.
0: That'd be insane. No, I think he was supposed to take a choke slam on the top of the cage on the cell. Right. I think that was supposed to happen. Um, it was not planned for him to go through the roof and land on the mat that way yeah. with the chair. Um, and actually, he credits him having no energy and being like injured to. Him not, like, dying from that fall because if He's he had taken loose. a choke chokeslam um, the way that you normally take one, uh, he probably would have, like, over-rotated after right. he went through the top of the cell and landed kind of on his head. Oh, yeah, God.
1: and he um, almost
0: did land on his head already. Right, but because he had no energy and he just kind of fell back, he went through the cell at an angle that allowed him to land on his back. Um, and, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just I think that's not my personal um favorite type of wrestling, but <laughs> but it is really like Effective. I'm almost kind of like emotional watching that match. It's like so
3: gnarly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well that was rough, honestly. Like as someone who doesn't watch the sport, um
1: wow. Yeah, that kind of wrestling really doesn't happen anymore. Well lately AEW's been doing some really big spots. But it's all much safer and much more contained than okay. all that chaos, so no one truly gets hurt. Uh, they couldn't carry him away on
3: a stretcher because it hurt too much with the tacks. <laughs> he was like,
1: "No," and got up off of it just then. Oh, God. He's one thing that can be definitely said about Mick is he's a resilient motherfucker. He's one of my. I think he's one of my all-time favorites. Mankind, Mick, dude, love Cactus Jack. The whole gamut of his personalities anyway so we watched the match uh we have it's muted but we have the uh, aftermath just playing in the background but we're gonna actually rate the match no doubt
0: people right now are chanting undertaker (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is
0: as so Mick, crazy. As Mick is being. Dri- no, I'm sure that they're. Hey, Terry fully. looks
3: okay. He got thrown by the Undertaker. He got his the, shoes back yeah. on. He got his. Sho- well, his no, man, he doesn't. No, 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 no. Socks, no, no, still in his socks.
1: <laughs> his fanny pack is fully intact, though. He did recover from the Chuck Slam, though. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Dave Meltzer, who re- has been reviewing wrestling matches for years, decades, uh, reviewed this match. What did I say earlier, Mike? I, I said. I think you said four and a half. Four and a half stars. Out of five. Out of five. Which um I would agree with that. But here at Tope Suicida we have our own wrestling review scale. Mentioned it earlier. We're reviewing on uh shithouse. What is shit house, Mike? Yeah, shithouse is like um shit house is more of a feeling.
0: Yeah. Then you can't really it's hard to put it into words. Is it a way really? of life? Uh, is it
3: Jerry poking JR with a tack to show him that they're sharp? That's pretty shithouse.
1: Is that shithouse? Yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah,
3: um it, it,
0: the best I can describe it is really like how um
3: Rough how and much Tumble they beat the shit out of each other. Oh, okay. Well then this was I don't know, understand the scale, but this was very shithouse. <laughs> this
0: was shit house, you're right. <laughs> um,
3: All right. Just for the record, mixed night
0: is not over. He makes he and The Undertaker both make appearances in that first blood main event. There's oh, really Nick has more wrestling to do. Oh my Mick, God. Chill
3: out. All right. Do so- they get the tooth out of his nose?
0: Uh, you know, actually I don't know. Cause I've never seen that match. I assume someone told him. Yeah. they were like, you've got a tooth hanging out <laughs> of your nose. <laughs> Mick.
1: It sucks. Cause back then, like he's totally concussed, but Vince is probably like, whatever. Just can, do you know where you are? Go <laughs> outside. Don't yeah, worry. Go allegedly Vince,
0: allegedly Vince said something like, uh, I want you to know how much I appreciate what you just did for this company, but I never want to see anything like that ever again. <laughs> wow. But his son, though. Yeah, Shane. Shane. You can just do it whenever he wants. No, but, but a lot of Shane's stuff, they like... I mean, Shane jumped off of a really high stuff, for sure. Um, but things were built for Shane to fall on. You know, true. which is good. I mean, oh, although, actually... Shane took fucking suplexes from Kurt Angle through what was supposed to be sugar glass. Yeah. Was
1: definitely just real. Oh, God. It sucks, though, because no matter how many of those bumps Shane takes, like Vince will never love him as much as Shane wants him to. Wow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the underlying principle of Shane taking all those bumps. Please, Daddy, I can be a professional wrestler, too. Please I mean, watch I, me. I
3: feel like Vince just would be an impossible father to impress. Right? Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It'd be very hard to get that vol- validation. Be too much, too hard. Anyway, okay, so shit houses.
0: Yeah, shit houses is uh how much do they bleed? How much do uh guys get punched in the face? How much yeah, of a yeah, slobber knocker. How, is so it?
3: what's the scale here? 5 to oh, 5.
0: Yeah, 0 to
1: 5. 6. Nice. Perfect. So someone's already breaking the scale before I do. That's wonderful.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was uh I was that on pay per view or TV?
1: That was King of the Ring. It was a pay per view. Pay per view.
3: Okay, okay. I was like, that was X rated. Yeah. What well, we just saw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say six. Me too. Look at that. It's gnarly, man. Like we
0: just we watched War Games, and I gave War Games a five and a half uh, because for kind of like the ambiance. Of it, like the feel, the southern like Kentucky fried, yeah, wrestling, and everybody's bleeding, and like there are all of them in a big cage inside two rings, and uh it's it's it had a real shit house feel, but this, as far as like legit injury inflicted on someone in a wrestling match, this is nothing can I mean, I don't know, maybe something compares to this, but
1: yeah, it's like the whole thing is planned as wrestling is. But still, is so violent, and chaotic. It seems unplanned, right? Like,
3: or, or like it should be stopped. Like, oh, okay, you dislocated your shoulder. Yes, we right. had more crazy stunts planned. But like, my God, we can't keep throwing you on this.
1: I mean, they're, yeah, they're much more protective these days. Like, even to the so NXT, one of their other brands, their younger developmental talent and indie talent are there. But I just watched last week's episode before I came over here. And in one of the tag matches, one of the guys, Bobby Fish, he hits his knee really hard. And when it comes back from a commercial break, they already swapped him out with a different tag partner. Yeah. So, like, back in those days, they were like, just finish the match on your knee. Yeah.
3: We'll give you some cortisone or whatever.
1: But now it's just like, no, he's out. He needs to get his knee fixed. Um, That's how it works nowadays. And it's, which is smart how it should work, but still, it's, it's, it's fun to watch these kind of matches because they're just chaos. Yeah. And it's someone pushing their body beyond any type of,
0: I mean, beyond any physical limit you know like i would say reasonable physical limit but he passed reasonable like the the miles in the rearview mirror this is superhuman effort you know to
1: like hang in there and then do the tacks at the end yeah i just love that the match keeps going because yeah you're you're right when you see those gifts of him falling off the cage you and if you don't watch wrestling you're like okay that's the end but no, there's another like 15 <laughs> minutes on this That's, fucker. It hadn't
3: even really, yeah.
1: Well, and Mick talks about it too. Like, I,
0: I watched him do his look, um, do a stand up special, and uh, he was talking about the match and he was imploring people, like, watch the match in its entirety. Yeah. Don't just watch the falls, because if you watch the match, it's powerful. And he got like
3: emotional yeah. talking about it. Yeah, I was certainly, I mean, the, the, the fact that he had the wherewithal to get the tax. After both falls, and then being hit with the the uh, staircase on yeah. his shoulder, and he's just like,
1: "Oh man!" To f- the fact that he he remembered where the tacks were located under the ring, you know, that he had enough wrestling, you know, IQ to know, okay, I know where these things are. I gotta dump these things here, and then I'm concussed. He's got to be had
0: to be totally on autopilot because he yep. didn't remember after the match. Yeah. Yeah. According sure. to that story,
3: that's insane.
0: All right, so let's move on to the uh, every everyone's flippy. favorite category: the flippy flops.
1: So the flippy flops are exactly how they sound. Uh, the rating of the amount of uh, crossbodies, moon salts, flippy floppy moves off the top rope uh, in this match. I'll go ahead and start um, zero. Yeah, he falls off the cage, but that's not a move. <laughs> so, so zero. There's really none. I mean, Mankind and Undertaker aren't known for that anyway. Mankind, the closest thing is again an elbow drop off the apron, and Undertaker is like a the apron or the ring rope walk axe handle. <laughs> it's like the biggest top rope move he does. So I would say zero flippy floppies, even though someone got if it was thrown, throwny he wonies, <laughs> that was the score. Well, I think it depends on how you interpret it, like. Okay. Because Mick definitely did a flip.
2: Mm-hmm. When he
1: I mean, yes, okay. Mick did a
0: flip. He does a flip. For he sure. does a flip. Um it wasn't an offensive maneuver. <laughs> it was definitely him getting killed. It was,
1: or it was like a, a tactical role to not get hurt more. <laughs> <laughs> then he already did.
0: Yeah, so um,
3: it's sort of in the spirit of the category, I also think it's a zero. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to award it a one, though, because there was the point uh, when the Undertaker does walk across the rope, right. and then he falls, but I was just impressed that a man of that size can walk across the rope, so.
1: Yeah, That's I've true. always That's hated that point. move, because it's like, it's again, yes, it's impressive, but it's like, it's just... just Pull him down. What well, yes, it's very dorky, <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. wow,
3: you could just, like, touch him with a feather and he would fall over. But, yeah, um, I didn't know that The Undertaker was into slacklining. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you in an armbar. Me? Yeah.
1: Oh, are you just trying to prove me that you couldn't just pull him down? And
0: we'll see if you can push me <laughs> off the top rope. It would be a boat. pull.
1: Or just fall back. Um, <laughs> just fall back Yeah, you over. can totally pull him off. You can <laughs> totally pull him off. What's next? What is, what is next uh t i eighty six calculators which is the technical ability of the match like what technical skills were seen uh in this match uh mike you can start
0: mm, it's tough i think um i think i'm gonna give it a two because even though it was clearly more shit house than anything else right um a lot of the stuff in the match Somehow ended up looking really good. Yeah. like Foley's pulling pile driver on that mm-hmm. chair looked like a million bucks. When the Undertaker hit his tombstone, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that choke slam on Terry Funk Yeah. Was <laughs> that was great. That really was great. Good. It was done really well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is definitely a showcase for the Falls. This match. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the wrestling that they did do, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. So I'll give it a two
1: too taylor about you
3: um that feels about right i mean like, like you said there was no there was really no grappling other than like preparing to fall through something yeah um <laughs> being ready to be thrown into <laughs> like a, a momentary like okay let's hold each other one of us might die soon um <laughs> but to your point that pile driver was dead center into the seat of that chair and that was just that was that was very very good it so, made a good noise yeah. I, I, might, I love when things it make to noises three just
1: oh, for that three just for that cool uh what is this again one ti i six. yeah one one uh but the same reasons uh you said mike i think the the bumping skills in this were uh, phenomenal uh yes he's taking real violent 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 bumps but other stuff like into you know, the tax, just the way he, way mankind hits, the way he sells the move. Again, he's running on autopilot, I would assume, and he's just a really good seller. And so his autopilot makes it look even more devastating, even though it already was devastating. So, yeah. But I don't think it's enough to equal a two. So I'm going to give it a one. 1. 1.5. A 1.5 is what I will do.
0: See, so here's the, this is what happens. I don't know if you've listened to the show enough to know that, but will say a score. Mm-hmm. And then if we don't immediately validate, the number that he's thrown out, he'll change it and try and look for changes in expression on our faces. Two, three? Right. Yeah. So, what did you end up on?
1: Two, like yours. <laughs> Next up, uh, we have <laughs> it's Melrose Place. I want to start. Yeah. Uh, fucking seven, bro. Oh! Off the chart. Melrose Place, uh, Taylor, is the storytelling element of the show, mm. of the match uh and this one has everything and even more he gets thrown off a off the high ring or cage and he comes back off the stretcher and says no i'm still gonna fight and then he gets choke slammed through the cage and he gets up he's like no fuck you i'm still gonna fight then tax and then tax and then tax it's just that storytelling in the ring is just so i think as violent as it is it's pretty pretty fun and beautiful so a seven yeah that's the highest
3: score we've ever had ever. On show. Wow.
1: Ever. Wow. Crazy.
3: I I loved the story that it did tell. Uh there wasn't a lot of uh like pontificating, you know, there wasn't the uh Yeah. nobody grabbed a mic to let everyone know anything. So yeah. I But it still did weave quite the uh visual tale. Um I won't soon forget what i saw
1: we've <laughs> scarred my friend um, but i'm gonna think, wake up in the middle of the night where's my
3: teeth are they here oh god oh, <laughs> the, oh my nose oh oh thank god um i think i'd give it a five out of five though it's pretty it's it it's got rises and falls and it I, i'm i wouldn't say that it ends satisfyingly um
1: because you're again yeah you're scarred but yeah it it takes you on a ride for sure. It's definitive. <laughs> How do you feel about the outcome? Does it make sense for Mankai to lose?
3: I mean, y- there's no other possibility at that <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah, He's like, if he weren't so large, you would think that he were shattered. For sure. If if he had somehow pulled out a win, it would be like, oh, this is silly. This is dumb. Good point.
0: I think that's a fucking good point. Yeah. Because even, even while Mick is fighting back, through the second half of the match and stuff. It's it's like exciting, but I agree that if he would have somehow won that match, that would have been a worse story to yeah, tell. Yeah,
1: him him losing the match is like it, it just bolsters his character even more as a as a good guy cuz like, oh, he withstood all this shit. And he's still standing up. because does he no, he gets stretchered out or does he stand up and walk out?
3: No, he gets up. well he he got off the stretcher, but I think it was because of the, the tax. Tacks. Still seeing <laughs> after someone
1: gets beat to shit and then they walk out instead of getting carried out, it's always pretty cool. So I think yeah, this uh the loss like doesn't affect him at all. It makes him it makes him stronger as a good guy for this particular match for sure.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Uh for me, I I, I think that just because um so I think that the the story that was told Uh, from sort of from bell to bell, that kind of a deal, uh, was really good. I think that I, this match has always felt more to me, uh, to be about, um, Mick Foley doing something that no one else would do. Yeah. That he would put his body through something that no one else was even dreaming of doing.
1: right? Right. Contempl- no contemplation of you this. certainly weren't
0: seeing that on tnt yeah at the time um so this was a way that the wwf was differentiating itself from wcw um even though wcw had brought in you know public enemy and i think even sabu had wrestled a little bit of wcw in the insane
1: clown posse you know the best uh,
3: okay they wrestled yes. in
1: WCW. they love harker wrestling
3: i mean they fit in in uh, that whole aesthetic of what we just saw, I would say. But.
1: Totally. Yeah, they showed up on Nitro during a moment where, I think it's after this match, again, where WWF is starting to get all the ratings. And so, like, what can we fucking do? Let's, let's throw Cool Mike <laughs> and Cool Jerry or whatever their names are. Yeah, Cool, cool Mike j- and Cool Jerry. All these, people, like are, clown are, all these people
0: are jugglers anyway. Yeah. We might as well. So, uh, okay, so that part of it, I think, is perfect. Um, for me, the, like the build-up... To the match and like it, it doesn't the fact that I'm not super familiar with it or like um, I can't easily recall it off the top of my head as being like like this match is about Mick Foley falling off of shit. Yeah. It's
1: ta- oh, through the legacy of this match has taken over whatever storyline was associated with the um, match. Would you say?
0: Yeah. And, and and Mankind and The Undertaker were kind of classic rivals at that point. But the actual story for this particular match And this point in the feud, um, I can't really recall it. I can't remember really why they had this match other than so that Mick could have a hell in a cell match and do something like this. Yeah. So that kind of actually hurts the Melrose Place rating for me. So
1: um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. And you might think I'm crazy. Well, I gave it a seven, which is largely insane. What I did there. You did. You are really, you have broken the system. (laughs) The ratios are all fucked up now. I'm sorry. So four and a half. Is your Excel spreadsheet
3: gonna just give you throw up an error message? Yeah, it's
1: just gonna be like the cell does not equal this cell. It's broken. (laughs) Six is not allowed. This cell is
3: hell. Nice. I'm leaving that in.
0: So anyway, on to our <laughs> final category. What the, is it? The Charlie Chaplin's. It's comedy. Oh. Did you find anything funny about this
3: match, Taylor? If so, how many stars would you award it? So, no, now this is interesting because watching the match, zero. But, yeah. um, however, like I said, how did I know about this match? Why did I suggest it? The meme, right? What is the meme? Do you guys know? I don't know, actually, because I'm not on the web. So let me give you a quick little explainer. Basically, you just—it's uh, an internet comment thing. Okay. Uh, you end a co- you you leave a a long comment that tells a story, maybe explains something. I know something.
1: What this is. It's very good. Keep going.
3: And at the end of it, you say, "But don't let that distract you from the fact that in 1998, Undertaker threw <laughs> mankind off Hell in a Cell 16 feet through an announcer's table. Right. It's okay. like the Actually, Aristocat, I,
1: Aristocats. Kratz joke except for instead of ending in like a poop joke yeah yeah it ends you just in.
3: lead them on this crazy journey <laughs> and then you right okay so i have heard of this
0: yeah I, uh, yes i do and i do think it is very it's very good <laughs> so
3: for that reason though that that has brought me quite a bit of comedic joy over I the think years that counts. you can count that i think um so i'm gonna give it a two cool awesome uh, but no the match
1: itself zero it was it was it was <laughs> bad it made me feel bad <laughs> i give it a one for the sole point of the smile on mick's face when his tooth is in his nostril Oh, God. his his sincere insane look on his face he loves it i mean
3: that is true it is sort of like a self-actualization of his whole like character and persona yeah. like that is uh, right what more could the crazy guy do then he'll
1: do what he needs to do self-harm or otherwise to get the job done Sadly he didn't. Yeah, and he's like he's like perfect
0: in his element
1: right there. Yeah. At yeah at that moment, you know. So that's why now I'm gonna it a point five. Oh here just, we go. It's just a smirk. It's not really like <laughs> Well, that's it's funny. funny. It's just a smirk. So I give the smirk 0.5 stars. Um so I'll go ahead and give this match uh
0: a one just based on both like the stories around it that I know which are now that we know that like Mick turned out to be okay, and even though his body has taken a great toll, like he's yeah. doing a lot better now that he's doing that DDP yoga, I'll fix you right up. Um, but just like the the stories about him pitching the idea to the Undertaker um, before the match and being like, "I want you to throw me off the top of the cell," and Undertaker saying like, "Mick, do you want to die?" <laughs> <laughs> you know and Maybe like under like not wanting to do it and then Mick kind of talking him into it. Yeah. Um the story about being backstage and being like, "Did I use the thumbtacks?" He's like, "You have a bunch <laughs> of thumbtacks in your arm, Mick." <laughs> look at your arm. Yes, you use the fucking thumbtacks. know um, you probably can't see cuz you have tunnel vision right now, but look at your arm. J.R. and King's commentary oh, it's pretty is pretty good. off the hook mm-hmm. and uh the like is God is my witness? He's broken in half. <laughs> that killed him. King screaming, Oh, that's it. He's dead. <laughs> <That part. laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it's like kind of not okay and inappropriate considering, like, he does that before he knows he's done. okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. It was like this was, you know, before Owen Hart passed away. Like, right. Sure. So it was not, but knowing that. It turned out okay. Um, listening to their commentary is sort of am- it is it is amusing. So uh, yeah, for me, I would give this uh,
1: a one. A one. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There's our scores. They're on the board. I'll write them down eventually, and then we'll use them somehow. Yeah, we'll feed them back in through uh-huh. the supercomputer the system, and the system will Crunch. spit out. Yeah. New- oh, did I tell
0: you that we were? I didn't tell them this yet. Go ahead. We're working on some software. Yeah. Some interactive software that I think is really going to change
1: things. Mm-hmm. It's on the cutting edge. Yeah, lots of touchscreen stuff to it. Well, don't give, away, don't give away too much. Well, you know, a lot of stuff is touchscreen these days. Don't so give it's away fine. too much.
3: When do I get a
1: peek? Oh, it's really an alpha right you're now, gonna, I think. Well,
0: I think if now, you're our close personal friend, so I think. Mm-hmm. I just met you, but yeah, we're very close. Um, So, so I think you will be a beta tester. But another way to become a beta tester is to support us on Patreon. Yeah. And you will get the first look. No one like The Rock isn't going to get to see this before yeah. you. You'll get the first look at Tope 2000.
3: What if The Rock uh, supports you on Patreon?
1: No, no. I'll say hey for, hey Rock. These are for our real fans first, <laughs> buddy. Smell what you're cooking, but have to wait in line that's what i would say
0: well, i don't know though because uh, that's a good point because if he chips in on the patreon i guess he could be a beta tester that's fair but he wouldn't get to see money. it
3: before you though oh okay
0: okay you'd get to see it at the it's same all the time same time the right okay. so at, at the that's worst
1: distinction
0: at the worst you would see it at the same time as dwayne johnson
1: at the app's worst point of time <laughs> in development you get to see it
0: <laughs> we don't know if it's an app yet <laughs>
1: uh, inter- a software I like the inter- interactive
0: software solution oh okay. yeah mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of ins and
3: outs.
1: <laughs> I know. I, like, I've like. i been saying this a couple of times. I mean, it might be like speaking, tooting my own horn, but it's like it'll change the way communication uh, in the world happens. Wow. There's,
0: okay, so think about like when the computer chip was invented, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh man, now we can play Doom. That, that tracks. You know, like that was probably, that's the first thing that I can think of that people were like, fucking
1: mm-hmm. A. Like Doom came out, it's like, oh my god! There's this a whole new genre of video games in first-person shootings.
3: <laughs> shootings. I mean, that's not
1: and that's wrong. what we're doing uh, with this app. Yeah, we don't know
0: if it's an app. Uh, I I I, I'm, I call it an interactive software experience. Oh, it's got a touch, oh, screen. touch screen, touchscreen stuff. We don't know if it has a touch screen. Don't know if it's an app. All I can reveal is the title. It's called Tope Two Thousand.
3: Okay. And how do how do I become a Patreon member too?
0: Well, are you do... on Patreon? Uh,
1: <laughs> we are now. Yep. We're on Patreon. Yeah, we're on Patreon. We're on Patreon. Uh, Tope-Suicida is the URL. If you go to patreon.com, yep. forward slash Tope-Suicida <laughs> should get you there. Or it's Tope Suisi the pod. It's, you know, it's Tope the pod. <laughs> That's right. I think. That's right. Right. Whichever one ends up being available. Yeah. It's, after It's it's uh, one of those two. It's going to be pretty good. You can get on the ground floor of this monumental app. It's not. We don't know if it's an app
3: yet. It's <laughs> now. Was there a Tope one oh, thousand? We don't. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't know. <sighs>
1: okay. Here's oh, the I thing. Like so Tope, you know, okay, Mike. Now. We, I, feel like I he's know. Condescending to no, Mike. I. Uh, I know we said we wouldn't talk about Tope Suicida 1000, Tope 1000, uh, but I feel it does need to be brought up that it was cutting edge, but a bit too cutting edge. The world wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. you know. It wasn't ready and the world wasn't ready. Nothing. <laughs> that, uh, I think, but Tope Suicida 1000 thought it was ready and I've lost some close friends to it now, so we internet. had to shut it down. Yeah, but you didn't know that. When you
0: started running your mouth and asking about it. I I didn't, you know. So anyway, we're hoping that uh, all the bugs are worked out. And when Tope 2K drops, uh, we think that it's going to really change the game. So anyway, keep yeah. your eyes peeled. Support us on Patreon. Check out the App Store. It'll be there. <laughs> uh, it may or may not be. I don't know if it'll be in the App Store because we don't know if it's an app. Taylor, uh, I want to know... Um, what your overall impression is of what you just watched, uh, even though this isn't like maybe a classic example of pro wrestling, it, 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 me knowing you and knowing the things that you like, um, certain movies and kinds of TV and like action type stuff, uh, I'm wondering if pro wrestling might make its way into your life in some capacity without Mike present, <laughs>
3: by yourself. Well, I can be his gateway drug. That's true. He could come. He could come over and watch. That's Vader. true. I mean, I would be more. I, I would be much more interested at this point in watching something that was not um, murder. Yeah, uh, like a depressing reflection on mortality. Um, yeah, I can see that. But <laughs> uh, like pile drivers are fun to watch happen. You
1: know. I agree with that too. Yeah. So yeah,
3: I could see myself watching some more wrestling.
1: Did we just get? That sounds like, did like we prom- just get a victory. That's a promise. Is that a W on our <laughs> on our? That belt? was
0: an ironclad <laughs> promise, <laughs> Bo. You're a witness to that. I was. Uh, I think that the solution is uh, to have you back on the show. Mm-hmm. We'll show you a classic wrestling match. Uh, I'm really happy that we got to watch this one, though, because I don't think we were going to get around to it otherwise.
1: Yeah, we probably wouldn't have shown it to anyone else.
0: Uh, so your curiosity about this match, and also your naivete <laughs> and not knowing what you were
1: getting yourself into. I had into. no idea. Also that you th- didn't know the match continued after the first fall is really special, because it just gets crazier. I think it gets crazier after that fall. That oh. fall was strong, but it was just the one thing, and it's just... After another one, after another one, after another crazy, crazy, That's crazy. That's what often. I was gonna
3: say. Each piece of it is like it's like a so it's like you're watching a thriller. Like each piece is like a, a step up from the last. Right. One step crazier.
1: Cool. It's like a deliciously layered pudding. Okay. So it's a layered pudding. That's where we're gonna end Wrestling <laughs> um. is Wrestling is the tiny pudding God damn you it. see across the room on the table it's got like four layers but then there's like a little demon character like right next to it like a little tiny devil man he's really small he's got his pitchfork and you're like who the fuck is that guy right there next to the pudding that looks delicious so you start approaching the guy the pitchfork guy and he's like this is my pudding and you can't have my pudding and you're like but i really want your pudding devil man and then The roof breaks open, Mike, and it starts raining all over you. not, Not
3: everything. It's always rain.
1: And as it rains. And showers. As it rains, the devil man gets hit, and he's like, no, I'm melting again. And he's melted. The pool is just there. His little pitchfork is kind of akimbo. And the pudding's there. You can go get the pudding. You eat the pudding. The pudding is delicious. It runs down your throat. It fills you up. It fills... God. Oh, the pudding is so good. It's, it's so euphoric. <laughs> and that's wrestling, baby. God. These are getting more and more,
0: like, grotesque from week to week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The match
1: we just watched was grotesque. That's true. That's true. So. That's all
0: right. Wrestling is... Mike, what is it? Uh, Wrestling is... Man conquering the most fearsome foe of all, which is his own self-doubt.
1: Wow. I feel like we said the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were very
1: similar indications. <laughs> Taylor, what's wrestling to you? Sorry to throw this at you. But so is this,
3: uh, it as a whole, or what are my feelings on wrestling right now after watching the match we just, just watched in particular? Wrestling,
1: What's wrestling? Uh, whatever. Whatever's in your heart. Well, right
3: now, I feel like I am going to use the pudding analogy. Thank you. God
1: damn it. Thank
0: Just you so much. Just hear me much. out
3: for a second. And wrestling's like you see that nice three layer chocolate, vanilla chocolate pudding sitting there. You're right about to dig into it, and mankind comes and smashes it <laughs> into the table.
1: Does he smash it, or does he fucking get thrown into it from 16 feet? <laughs> yeah. In the air? That's what-
3: <laughs> Yeah, you're about to dig into it, and 16 feet above you, he smashes into your pudding, and it's all over his face, and that's what wrestling is.
1: Oh, man. I love it. That's perfect.
0: I also, I love the idea of one of the um, Spanish-language announcers eating a pudding cup and not pay, being like being like oh man I'm I just I was saving this for after the pay-per-view but I'm so hungry are you tuck when are they they gonna this get, this get in the cage I just need a little I need a little something since they're not gonna I mean it seems like it's taking them a while and he like breaks open the snack pack and it's like tick, tick, tick. starting to mow down on some like tapioca or some banana and then and then here comes Mick <laughs> ah, ksh,
1: what the fuck I packed this pudding special for tonight
0: destroys his pudding cup <laughs> destroys it and he's just heartbroken
1: oh that was Tope Suicida thanks everyone
0: yeah we'll be back next week uh with episode 8 and we hope to see you there Taylor thank you so much thank you for having me coming on the show it's been great it was
1: nice to meet you and it was a wonderful time
0: can't wait to show him something that isn't the the destruction of another human being yeah (laughs) yeah
1: that'll be fun dismantling of McFoley bye That was, I haven't watched that match in a long time. It was really violent. Uh, But I really, I liked it still. So. Yeah, it was hard to watch, but
0: um, it was quite a brave effort.
1: Yeah, I think Taylor liked it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he liked it um, kind of in spite of, see, because the funny thing was I I mentioned him off mic. I was like, we got done. And I was like, dude, I thought that you requested to see this match because you knew the Sort of that it was a really violent yeah. you know, kind of a wicked match and um but you hadn't seen it in its entirety, but you were like fascinated by the mm-hmm. you know, that level of risk taking or whatever. And he was like, No, I just <laughs> I, I was peripherally
1: aware from like the meme and I'd seen a gif of the first fall. Did we just traumatize your friend? I think a little bit, yeah. But he said he wants to come back, so not too traumatized.
0: Yeah, I think that we've we've planted a little seed. Uh, also, Taylor's a tough customer. Taylor is. Yeah. Taylor is quite a. Uh,
1: is tough nut to crack. Uh, uh,
0: like a, like a... a lover of cinema, and uh, he's uh, definitely seen some cult, some uh, cult classic films. Interesting. Uh, that are
1: uh, make this look like, you know, a day in Central Park. So. <laughs> Well, I'm glad he liked it. He's in earnest. He he seemed to really enjoy it while we were watching it. And that's really the only thing I can ask for. He had fun. Life. Yeah. So. It seemed like And I, mean, I did too. Me too. Yeah. He was shocked and at times I think
0: um horrified. Yeah. At what Mick was putting his body through. Yeah. But his um his vibe throughout watching the match was
1: one of interest and like just like Someone being impressed. One of, oh my god, Mick just went off the cage, but what happens next? Yeah. Instead of, oh my god, Mick went off the cage. I have to get out of I here. I have to get, get out of here.
0: Much. He was like, what is? Yeah, he legitimately seemed uh, interested in what the next thing yeah. was gonna be, or if there was gonna be next thing. Also, he thought the match fucking ended after that
1: first fall, which I loved. I didn't know he. Yeah, I'm sure. That, that that every... is. I'm sure everyone did right when they watched that live in '98. I wonder too if that's a uh, that's a common uh, commonality across non wrestling fans that know of that first fall. Right, they think it's over. That was the end of because of match. course they're not watchers, so they wouldn't have watched it. You guys, as a back watchers. half doesn't get talked about as much unless you're watching like a unless you're a watcher. Bio, <laughs> if you're a watcher watching biopics of McFoley, <laughs> but if you are, then you're a wrestling fan, so you'd know.
0: Yeah, and then you're welcome in the sh- even if you're not a wrestling fan, you're welcome in the shit house. Everyone's
1: welcome unless in you're, the shit you're
0: house? unless you're Shitty. Unless
1: you're a shithead. Unless you're a shithead. Shit we want Who's not allowed in the fucking shithouse? Who's not allowed in the shithouse? Uh, Corny, not anymore. Sorry, buddy. nope. Sorry, uh, Hogan. Not you're not allowed in the shithouse. Not Hogan. Uh, Warrior, if you were alive, you would not be allowed in the shithouse. Yeah, I said some fucked up stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a good that's a good start of who would not be allowed Great. in the
0: shithouse. Shithouse is an inclusive space. Yeah. Tolerant. Of- yes, you know
1: what, a shithouse can be a man, a woman, and Everything in between.
0: Yeah. Shithouse can be non-binary. Yeah. Shithouse can be bisexual. Yeah. Pansexual. Shithouse can be transgender.
1: Shithouse can be whatever you think shithouse is. Yeah.
0: Come as you are, man. Yeah. We'll see you in the shithouse.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: Fucking A.